This morning, if you have your Bible with you, open it to the book of Proverbs. We want to look at uh, some wisdom from Solomon with reference to criticism and instruction. Because we're all fallible people, we make mistakes and we, are fi- we find ourselves in need of correction from time to time. Uh, every once in a while, a person will come to you and say, you know what, I, I need to talk to you about something. The way you handled this or that the other day really wasn't that good. Or I overheard you say this, and I don't think you should have said that. Or the way you treated so-and-so, you know, words gotten back to me that that person was upset, and that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Uh, From time to time, we have people come to us and say, you made a mistake. That is hard to take. Now, I know that David in the Bible took it about as good as a person can take it because after he had sinned and and committed adultery and, and actually murdered or had murdered Uriah, Nathan the prophet comes to him and basically points a finger in his face and says, David, you're the man that I'm talking about. You are the sinner here. And David made no excuse. He didn't say, who are you telling me what? I'm king. You're just... He just simply said, I have sinned. I want to learn to be like David. I want to learn to be able to accept instruction and in criticism and criticism and, and process it in a way that will help me to be a better, stronger person. But I'll tell you what, I have growth, and probably you do too. We all struggle with that. You, you go in your home, and, well, if you're married, how many, do you like, you know, here's an issue. I don't know, you can, you can pick your own issue. You're driving down a road, and, and how many streets is it till you have to turn? Your wife says three, you say four. Well, you, you get down the road and she's right. What do you do? Well, you say, you know, I just wanted to drive an extra block anyway because I heard they were selling a house on the corner there. I wanted to look at it. You know, it's hard to say you were right, we're wrong, or I'm wrong. And, and then there's, you know, our children learn from us. Um, all four of our children, from time to time, Well, they would do this. You're giving them instruction. You're telling them something, correcting them in something, and they'll close their eyes as tight as they can and put their hands over their ears. Have you ever had your child do that? Ours did it once. I think each one of them did it once, but that was the end of it. But that's like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to be instructed. I don't want to be corrected. I don't like this. We're sometimes, we don't maybe act as as outwardly and overtly uh, rebellious as our children do, but we have trouble with instruction. When's the last time you had somebody, an adult, come to you and say, I need to talk to you about a mistake you made? Maybe it was at work, maybe it was at church, maybe it was your spouse. How did you respond and react to that instruction that they gave you? And understand that more than likely the instruction was given to help you, but um, it's hard to take. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want us to look at a few passages in Scripture that will help us to accept criticism and instruction 
in such a way that we benefit from it and we don't get angry and, and all upset. If you start with me, let's just go to the Bible and look at a few things that the Bible says about why we need to do this. And this is why I'm doing the lesson, is because this is a biblical issue. We need to learn to receive instruction and correction. Proverbs chapter 1, if you have your Bible, turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But listen, fools despise wisdom and instruction. I don't want to be a foolish person. I mean, the, Pro- the book of Proverbs is written to help me to be wise and to, to be a man of wisdom. I don't want to find myself in the, the category of those who would be considered fools. Fools hate instruction. They don't want to listen. They close their eyes and put their hands over their ears so that they don't have to hear. I, I don't want to be found to be one of those people. Turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 33. Hear instruction and be wise and listen, do not disdain it. How many times have you been corrected and maybe you needed it, but you hated it? You know, oh man, it was the worst thing in the world. I had to stand there and listen to them and take that. He says, listen, if you want to be wise, you'd listen to instruction. And don't hate it. Don't disdain it. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1, if you'll turn your Bible there. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is foolish or stupid, one translation says. I don't want to be, again, found in the, the, the realm or the category of those who are foolish. I need to learn to love correction and instruction. Turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 15 and look at verse 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. And then again, turn in verse 32 of this same chapter. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. You see, that's, what, that, that's where all this is going. If I don't listen to people... If I have my mind made up and I'm never going to listen to anybody, then I might end up destroying myself. I don't want to spite my own soul. I want to be wise and I want to make right decisions. I want to serve God and I want understanding. But I can't have those things unless I'm willing to listen to instruction and correction. And then again, turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 19. And verse 20, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Well, uh, we could keep going, but I want you now to turn to Proverbs chapter 9 and we'll look at verses 7 through 10 and then get to the heart of the lesson. In Proverbs chapter 9, beginning in verse 7, it says, He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. 
Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he'll love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be, he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You know, here's what this passage says, and this is what this lesson is about. If you're a person that doesn't want to be told anything, if you don't want to listen to correction, if you don't want to listen to somebody telling you and trying to teach you and trying to help you to do better, he says, you're foolish, you fall into the category of those who are wicked and those who are without knowledge. But listen, those of you who are wise, you'll welcome it. You'll say, tell me what I need to know. I'm listening. Help me to understand better so that I can do what's right and and learn and become wiser because that's my goal in life. Which category do we fall in? Are you in the category of those who are foolish, who hate instruction? Or are you in the category of those who are wise and who have learned to love it? Well, here's why we have such a hard time and, and I want to give you a few reasons why we find it easy to reject instruction and correction. You see, when people come to me and try to correct the, the things in my life that need correcting, oh, I have handy, very handy excuses to dismiss everything they say. And it just kind of, it's just right there ready on the proverbial cuff. And I can just dismiss what they had to say. And here, here are some of those excuses that we often use. Sometimes we, we can reject instruction because of the imperfections of the people who correct us. Somebody calls us off to the side and says, listen, I need to talk to you about something you said or did the other night that wasn't right. And we're thinking in the back of our head... You're going to tell me? You're going to tell me something about how to live my life? Do you want me to go through the list of things that I know about you that aren't right? You see, we can just dismiss whatever they have to say because I know that they themselves are not perfect. And here's the choice we have. Do we divert what they have to say to me, to them, or do we listen You know, Peter found himself in a very uncomfortable situation after Jesus had risen from the dead. And there was that seaside breakfast that they had, uh, and then Jesus got with Peter, and they took a little stroll down the beach. And it's at that time in John chapter 21 that Jesus says to Peter, Do you love me more than these? And Peter all of a sudden isn't so bold, and he doesn't say, well, Lord, you know I do. He, he just says, I love you. You know I do. He doesn't say, I love you more than these. He didn't take that bold approach. He, he, did, he had fallen, and he had previously claimed to love the Lord more than the other disciples, but he had been humbled since then. And so Jesus three times asked him, do you love me? And this is uncomfortable. Peter has denied Jesus, and now they're, they're, they're coming to terms here. They're trying to fix a, a, a broken relationship. And so Peter does what we often do. He diverts the heat off of himself and puts it somewhere else. 
Jesus is trying to get down to the issue of Peter's denial and talking to him directly. And here's what Peter does. How, oh, uh, Jesus, see that guy sitting over there pointing to John, the apostle John. What about him? Some people say that he's going to live forever, never die. And, and I like the statement. That was because of misunderstanding, the, the text tells us. But I like what P- Jesus says to Peter. Peter, Jesus says, What is it to you whether he lives forever and never dies? That has nothing in the world to do with you and with me at this point. We're talking about a serious issue that the two of us need to come to grips with. Let's leave John out of this discussion. Folks, when a person comes to you and says, Listen, I've got an issue. Um, You didn't do something quite right. What we need to do is resist that temptation to look at the faults in their life and take that discussion in another direction. If they have faults that need to be discussed, well, let's do that at another time in another setting. Let's listen. And let me, let me share this with you. And you think about this. If I'm not going to listen to correction from imperfect people, then... Who will correct me? If I wait for perfect people to show me my faults, then folks, I will die a fool because there are no perfect people. Anyone who comes to correct you of some, something in your life is going to be an imperfect person. You'll always be able to look at their life and find something that isn't just so. The temptation, again, is to divert, but those who love instruction will resist that temptation. Here's another thing that I can easily do. I can very easily say, I'm not listening to a thing you say because what you just said is not accurate. Somebody calls me aside and says, listen, Steve, you know, last Monday you were really hard on me and unkind. And and that really, it was cutting what you said to me last Monday. And I say, last Monday, it was Tuesday that I said that. So, you know, I don't have to listen to anything because she got the date wrong or he got the date wrong. I don't have to listen to that. Or how about this statement? Has your wife or your husband ever said to you... We need to talk. What about? Well, it seems that you never take the trash out. And I've already shut her off. Because you know what? I can remember that time, you know, we'd been married two years and I had taken the trash out. You see, I I did do it one time. Or it's the dishes, or it's the wash, or those universal statements. You never, you always, oh boy, those are excuses to ignore everything that they have to say to us. Because we can always find exceptions. Folks, don't hold a person and don't demand that every detail be 100% accurate to receive correction. Listen to what they have to say. Understand where they're coming from. And then what about this? Sometimes we say, well, the correction process wasn't handled right. You see, yeah, I know they had a point, but they should never have come to me at that place and said that to me then. Or they should never have done it, uh, you know, at, when they did it. Or the, the, the t- I didn't like the tone of their voice. 
Um, and I thought that they did it just a little too loud. And I would have waited until... So, you see, we can find flaws with the way they went about it and to try to dismiss what they had to say. But again, it, it gets back to that, do I want to listen or not? Do I welcome the instruction or not? I'm telling you, there's never a good time to be corrected. You'll never like it. And, and I mean, what, what about this time thing? Well, you know, I, I was upset. They, they may have had a point, but, you know, they came to me in the morning. Told me that in the morning. Ruined my whole day. Who thinks about correcting somebody in the morning? Well, would it, would it have been better if they did it at noon? Well, no, not at noon. That ruined my lunch. Couldn't eat my lunch if they said all that stuff to me. Okay, well, what about supper time? Well, I, that's not a good time. I mean, I'd be thinking about that when I went to bed, and I wouldn't be able to sleep that. When do you correct? It's never a good time to be corrected. So what we just need to do is to understand, you know, and some people may do it out of a wrong motive, and they may take great joy in it, but listen to the substance of what they say. Try to see beyond their motive, their tone, the way, the manner, and listen to the substance and learn from it. Well, how do we receive correction and instruction and learn to love it? I've given you three excuses that we very frequently use, and we need to resist those. But let me just close with couple things on how to receive it and to accept it in a way that will help me to be wise and a better person. And I think the key to that is in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. You know, he's just said for us, foolish people, wicked people, man, they don't want to hear anything you have to say. Don't even mess, don't even waste your time on them because they'll hate you for it. Don't rebuke a fool. He'll hate you. But now a wise man, now he'll listen and you'll make progress with him. He'll love the instruction that you give him. And here's, I believe, how it begins. How can I be that wise man? Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Listen, folks, when I develop a respect for God, when I love Him more than anything in this world, when I want to seek His will and do His purpose and fulfill His word more than anything else in my life, then I'm going to listen to instruction. My, my pride will not get in the way of doing his will. You see, that's the problem. It's pride. I don't want anybody telling me that what I'm doing is wrong. If I can get rid of that and see God, then I'll be willing to listen. In fact, your instruction and your correction will help me to pursue God to a greater extent than I have been in the past. I think the key to receiving instruction... is loving God above everything else. Wasn't it James who said, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift you up. 
if we can humble ourselves and want nothing more than to do the will of God, then when you come to correct me, I'll understand this can help me get closer to God. I'm going to take what you say and put it into practice because I want more than anything to be like Jesus and to be closer to him. That's the key. But if I cannot see God in this picture, I don't think I'll ever manage the correction, the instruction you give me. If I don't have that underlying foundational desire to be more and more like Jesus every day, then your instruction will be resented. I think the key is God. Wanting to follow, to serve, to fulfill his will and his purposes, to understand his word. If I get that right, then I can listen to whatever you have to offer me. And I also want you to understand this too, and I think this will help us to receive correction. If you have been able to receive the correction of the cross, then you can take what any man has to offer you. Do you understand how how corrective the cross is, the message of the cross. Jesus, with outstretched arms, hanging, dying on that cross, is a message of correction to you. It says you failed miserably. You are helpless. You can't do anything about it. God had to leave heaven and come and take on flesh and die on the cross because you failed. That's the message of the cross. And if you can receive that instruction and correction in your life, then what can anybody else say? I don't know anything that is as straight up in your face as the cross of Jesus Christ. The the Paul in the Galatian letter said, talked about the offense of the cross. It is offensive. It says you're a sinner. It says that you've chosen by your own free will to violate God. It says that you are helpless. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. It says that you are without strength, that you cannot help yourself. It says, Isaiah 64 and verse 6, that the best you can do is filthy rags in the eyes of God. Talk about an insulting situation. But listen, if I can take that instruction, and if I can process it and learn from it, then what can you say that would hurt me? Listen, those who have already been devastated by the cross of Christ, they're not going to be devastated by the critique of another person. Because nobody can crush me like the cross has crushed me. We should feel broken at the foot of the cross and thus open for instruction. The cross was not just simply a message telling us of our brokenness, but it is instruction about how to get fixed. And that's the good news of the cross. Listen, if we're unwilling to listen to the correction and instruction of the cross if we're unwilling to listen to the instruction that God gives us, I'll never listen to you. It begins at the cross. It begins with God. Wisdom and knowledge, the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of knowledge. Seek God with all your being, heart, soul, strength, and mind. And you'll be able to listen to people 
as they advise you, whether out of good motive or impure motive, as they try to help you become more like Him. You'll take what they say, throw away the chaff, and keep what is needful. Maybe you find yourself in a situation today where you stand in need of correction. Maybe if I were to tell you that there are things in your life that you need to change, you need to change them today, you can respond to that. Well, you can get upset, think that uh, nobody has a right to talk to you that way, or you can, in your pursuit of God, say, you know, you're right. I need to make change. Do you stand in need of correction today? If you do, make that correction. You know, don't, don't turn your back. Don't close your eyes. Don't shut your ears to the instruction of God and His Word. Jesus was very clear when He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Have you done that? If you haven't, listen to the instruction of God and obey Him. It doesn't matter what anybody else has said or what anybody else may say. That, that's God's instruction. Will you or will you not obey? If you have sin in your life and you know you're not seeking God fully, He's not first, you've allowed other things to come and crowd out Him out of your life and... Listen, listen to the instruction of God. If you confess your faults, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Maybe you need to seek God's forgiveness. Maybe you need to rededicate yourself and decide to serve him more fully. Don't reject the instruction of God. Seek his, seek his wisdom. You do that by seeking him. If you're here this morning and you're not yet a child of God, obey the gospel. If you're a child of God and unfaithful, repent. And we'll pray for you that you'd be stronger. If you need to respond, we invite you to come as we stand together and sing.